taking the FDA approach and we're creating a whole plant natural extract medicine to go at multiple sclerosis and Huntington's disease. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today in the Raising Cannabis Capital Series, we are joined by Dwayne Boise, the CEO of MMJ International Holdings. Dwayne, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me today. Well, MMJ International Holding Companies is a pharmaceutical company, and you're in the process of creating some cannabis-based medicine to help people with some really serious diseases. And we're going to get into all that. But before we do, I thought we'd take a minute to talk about what I think is a kind of a confusing topic, or it's confusing to a lot of people, but I'm afraid it's going to have a gigantic impact on our industry, and that's drugs versus supplements. I mean, the FDA and the FDC clearly define the difference, and they clearly define what you can and cannot say about each of them. A lot of people will be listening to the show, and they'll say, and I saw this on a website. If I take this CBD, it'll help with this, or if I take this, it'll help with this. They're crossing a line, and explain why that's so dangerous. Well, it's very dangerous, and I think it's evidenced by the most recent actions of the FDA because the state-to-state, federally illegal business is really out of control. I think last year in November, the FDA uh, issued the cease and desist order against the Stanley Brothers that was making fraudulent medical claims on Charlotte's Web. Now, don't take me out of context here. I mean, I'm all for having something help a person that's chronically ill and in need of something. But did it work for Charlotte on the Sanjay Gupta special once? Yes. Did it work for 30 days? Probably. Did it work for 180 days? Who knows? Did it work for a thousand Charlottes? Don't know. So you can't come out and make medical claims on CBD when you don't know really what it does, efficacy of it, and you can't reproduce the same thing a second time. The consumer falls into this panacea of really false information. You know, we go back to supplements. You go to the GNC and you buy supplements. And when you buy them, they don't say this cures this. They can't do that. It's it's against the law as a supplement manufacturer to say that this cures whatever. So as it stands right now, a lot of the companies have kind of ventured off the ranch and have started making medical claims. But it doesn't matter whether there's... there's evidence to support it. It hasn't gone through the proper channels. It is not recognized by the FDA as being medicine. And they're going to get in trouble. And that's why, you know, what you're doing is going to take more time. It's going to take a lot more money. But when you're finished, you will be able to do a lot of things legally that companies right now are doing illegally. Is that correct? That, that is correct. You know, I'm aware that there's going to be more enforcement actions co- coming down from the FDA and the DEA. And we want to be on the right side of that. There indeed is a outlined approach by the federal government to create a medicine and prove to the FDA that we can do it consistently, give or take three to five percent variance each time, and that we align the production of that medicine to a chronic disease that we know by all the antidotal evidence we're seeing on the street and the different states that have approved it, that it works. In short, we're taking the FDA approach and we're creating a 
whole plant natural extract medicine to go at multiple sclerosis and Huntington's disease. Mm -hmm. And the FDA has put very constringent protocols on us on the development process. We are delivering the medicine in a gel cap form similar to an Advil. We are going through all the necessary clinical trials and research and analytics, and we have everything teed up basically to start moving into our phase two clinical trials on both MS and Huntington's. When I think of a drug going through the FDA process, you hear how many years it takes and how many stop starts that goes through this process, but you just recently had some really exciting news that may speed that up. Can you talk to everybody about that? So I think it was about two months ago, the FDA had awarded us orphan status. And orphan is not the age of the patient population, but it's the size of the population. I think back in the 70s, they put this legislation in place that if you have a small population, meaning 200,000 patients or less, that you could apply for an orphan designation, which gives you several benefits. One of it is that it speeds up the process and gives you priority reviews on the outcomes from your clinical trials. The second most important aspect is that we're creating uh, protection for our medicine for a period of seven years. I say it's a de facto patent on a Schedule One substance, which otherwise can't be patented. Couldn't defend the patent in a federal patent case. The federal government actually comes in and defends the exclusivity of that drug, again, for the labeling. And we will get a reimbursement back from the federal government, to potentially up to $2 million to offset the cost of the clinical trials. Wow. So that is a, a very uh, significant benefit. And our strategy early on was planned to target the populations that would meet you know, 200,000 patients or less. Huntington's disease in the United States, there's 40,000 or less patients, which is why we were awarded that. As far as your channels, what have you, you've done so far to, to secure all of the products that you need to do the testing, is all that stuff, is, it, is that all ready to go? So uh, we've identified this specific plant genetics. We've gone through all the required FDA extractions and analytics. We have stability done on the extracts, both for the THC and the CBD. Hopefully within the next 30 days, uh, I'll have a DEA permit to ship from our analytical lab in Canada into the United States, and I believe that's a first, to a Schedule One facility that will start to manufacture our gel cap and do the uh, very specific analytic requirements that the FDA is asking us to perform on stability. You've raised some seed money to get it to this point, but you know, now this next phase is gonna be really expensive. What's your plan for covering the cost? Can you tell us a little bit about your capital raise? So we've raised approximately $3 million to date, spent most of it getting to where we're at. All our filings with the FDA are, are in order. I expect to get one more award within the next two weeks from, from the FDA, and that's a, a fast-track designation for the multiple sclerosis clinical trials. So we have everything teed up, ready to go, both in, in the multiple sclerosis. I have physicians ready, the universities, the hospitals, and the patients assembled. And this next raise will be to actually offset the cost of, of the clinical trials. And how much are you raising? The, the Huntington Phase 2 we anticipate to be around $4 million. 
if we receive breakthrough status, which we anticipate, again, that'll shorten the timeline that we'll have to operate under the FDA guidance. Ideally, to do both studies and get them both completed through phase three, we'll need $15 million and we have budgets and everything outlining all the, okay. the finite detail of those. Well, I mean, there's a couple things about this deal that are unique to it and also very attractive. One is this is a cannabis investment opportunity, but it's not going to be affected by cannabis laws if they change, you know, because, you know, this is about a, creating a drug. You're not going to be imp- impacted by it if the laws change. And this is the other one I love about it is the barriers to entry in this. I mean, once you get this drug and if you, what, you have a seven year, it, did I hear you say it's, you have a seven year monopoly on this once you get it? Absolutely. Yeah. For the, once the FDA approves us for the labeling, we have seven years on that drug that nobody can come behind us. So gotten and obtained this orphan drug status that you've actually created that de facto patent for your medicine. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of people would have loved to have been in, in Pfizer or one of these companies when they were just getting started. I mean, to get the pharmaceutical returns would have would be a dream come true. So I have a feeling that this will, this won't be long before you, this opportunity is off the table because you're going to sell it out. Yes. Quick. No, we're 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 well down the road. Okay. Well, we've been speaking with Dwayne Boise from MMJ International Holdings, and I have all their information, including their their investment deck on the MJ Bulls website. Dwayne, this is very important work that you're doing, and I th- I appreciate you sharing it with us today. Well, we're working hard at it, and we do have an experienced team from Big Pharma that's done this before, so uh, we're knowledgeable on the process, and you know we're moving the ball down the road, so I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you today, Dan, and uh, look forward to you reaching out to us again and getting an update, and, and any investors that may uh, want some further information, be happy to speak to them. Yeah, definitely want you back on the show, so good luck with this. Thanks so much, Dan. Have a great day now. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.